This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. Oh, God bless you. Father, Lord, thank you for the blessing of being a helpmeet in Jesus' name. For the ministry, even of the Holy Spirit, and that that which in our calling we do as wives, finding expression as manifestation in different assignments, even in giving you thanks. Today, Lord, as I stand here, I declare praise in Jesus' name. Father, be glorified. Be magnified. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My husband has already given thanks. And I just want to say, he said it all. We are very thankful. We're full of thanks. And that thankfulness we trust will manifest as an overflow in testimony in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, by the grace of God, as I minister this word, I minister as the Lord has given us the word in this house, in Jesus' name. For every church, there is an angel. And I'm careful to call an angel an angel, and not a man an angel. But when the angel comes, that angel will minister a certain word in a certain season to establish his people in certainty, of a certainty and in a certain truth. The truth that the Lord has ministered through the angel of the church, of the throne room, to the pastor of the church, of the throne room, just like the angel came to Mary and said, Hail, Mary. And he spoke to her of a manifestation of what was to be conceived in her. God gave pastor a word through the angel of this church that the things that we hear from him will conceive in us such a truth that we will be established in the power of truth. And what is truth? The power of truth is Christ in us. The anointing of the anointed one. Breaking every yoke and stronghold. And causing by the power of the word. A dividing. Asunder. Piercing even. That is such a slice of 50-50. That that which is joint will separate from that which is marrow. That which is light will separate from darkness. That which is of the spirit will separate from that which is carnal and of the flesh. And it will pierce in to our heart. And it, by the tip of that word entering into us, will correct what is in error concerning our motive and our intent. So that because of this certain truth, we will do things with a right motive and with a pure intent. May this be the expression of his word, even as I minister 
in Jesus' name. And for a title, I am calling this word, Born to Shine. Pastor has given us, by the word, certain pronouncements that we use to announce ourselves, even in this season. Hail Mary was an announcement. And our announcement, as Pastor would say, what are you waiting for? I am a star. I am a goodly child. I am a label in Christ. I am a partaker in Christ Jesus. And the series shall continue. But every expression serially is a manifestation of who by sonship in the season of this certain word we are called to be and to come into the revelation and manifestation of. Pastor, in giving us this word, said it in conclusive text, shine your shine. Please tell that neighbor sitting next to you, are you shining your shine? Are you really shining your shine? Your shine is specific to you. It is unique to you. It belongs only to you. Your shine is like the imprint of a designer original. It's not what is common, but it is what is uncommon. It is what has a price that is high above what is commonly found. It's in a place of uncommon reference. Because we are stars, we own a realm. We don't exist in a level. We are not coming to another level with this word. You are coming into ownership of your orbit into ownership of your realm. Every star owns its realm. Every star shines from its orbit, which is why in calling us stars, pastor made us understand that to be a star, you are not in competition with another star. You are in constellation, an arrangement so specific by the divine patterning of the hand and finger of God that nothing can contend with everything God has appointed you to shine forth, both to will and to do of his pleasure in Jesus' name. So when we are called to such a place of showing, shine your shine. Oh, it's about a splendor. It's about a radiance. It's not about a bling thing. It's not just a twinkling thing. The twinkle, twinkle little star is actually the expression of a mega star in proportions that are beyond your mathematical calculations, you and I. In such a reference that it is shining from light years to the earth, to that which is carnal, you are shining as a light, light years into it. To all that is earthly around you, to all that is sensual around us, we are shining forth no matter the dust that is there in the realms of the atmosphere of the galaxies. All of that wind blowing back and forth over 200 million billion light years, you are still shining through. Not a little twinkling star, but a mighty mega star of God. You and I, when they say twinkle, twinkle, little star, oh no, oh no, there's nothing little about that star. You are shining because nothing can shut 
your shine. Nothing can switch off my shine and your shine. There is no switch in heaven, in earth, under the earth, in any place of generational curse that can switch off your shine and my shine. It is what is in me. It is what is in you. It's a DNA collaterally expressed as the mind of Christ, the thought of God when we were conceived and formed in our mother's womb, when we were given our seed to our father's loins, when we came forth as the fruit in due season, before Zion travailed, she brought forth. And this is the first thing the Lord has told me to, every, to tell every shining star. Whatever that travail is that has been set ahead of you, by your shining, you are coming forth ahead of it. Your shining will bring you there ahead of what was set up to set you back. He said before her pain came, she put forth. You will put forth before the time of pain calculated to arrest you and stop you from going forward in the place of your shining. There is a place to call out to God, to cry out to him. You know, many times we are so familiar with the scripture that says, oh, touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. And we say it, we say it, but not really with the granular interpretation of it. When it says, touch not mine anointed, it doesn't mean the devil doesn't touch. Oh, people touch, I've learned that people have touched me. And I am the Lord's anointed. People have hurt me. And I am the Lord's anointed prophet. So when I go to him, I cry like this. Oh my God. You said touch not and they have touched me. This word has touched me. This matter has touched me. This issue has touched me. Oh my God. This is my cry. They've touched me. You will manifest to them. Because... He or she who is touched as the anointed of the Lord by what is a reproach by God will be judged by God. My God is a jealous God. When I cry out to him, I provoke his jealousy concerning me. Which is why when I say they've touched me, God arises in vengeance. Die or don't do anything. I will arise. I will manifest myself as the defender of your shining. Because true, they have touched you. And you know what? Many Christians, we become like victims of assault and abuse. What the enemy does with victims of assault and abuse, particularly sexual abuse, he holds their mouths. They are afraid to speak out. They blame themselves. It must be my fault. So you look at the scenario. It must be my fault. I must have done something wrong. Oh, I stepped out. I sinned. I hope you heard what pastor taught us about the fact that when you come into the grace of the understanding of your identity in Christ, once you cross over from the place of condemnation and you have embraced the truth 
Christ is in me, the hope of glory. You have confessed unto salvation. You are no longer existing in the place of a damned sinner. You are redeemed of the Lord. You are no longer an accursed sister. You are in grace. But do you have grace that sin may abound? No. But if you and I understand who we are in Christ and in God, when you go with your misdemeanor, when you go and confess and repent of it, and repentance means you do not return to that act of disobedience. Because that is grace. The power never to return to your place and act of disobedience. When you do that, you decree a decree. That has separated you by the word of God from the accursed sinner to the one who in light is shining forth and none must touch. Otherwise they invoke the wrath of God. So who do you say you are? If you say you are a star and you are truly a shining star, then you are separated from the darkness. Because only that which is common is found among the common. Only a fallen star from the realm of the heavenlies can be found in an earthly canal place of misdemeanor, having lost his place. But by grace, we are redeemed. By grace, we are brought back to the place of our perfection in Christ. It says, out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God hath shined. We have come unto Mount Zion. We've come unto the city of the living God and the heavenly Jerusalem. To an innumerable company of angels, and this is Hebrews 12, as pastor loves to declare it again and again. To the general assembly, church of the firstborn, as written in heaven. To God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, you and I. To Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant by a prevailing word such as we are hearing now. The blood of splinkering that speaketh better things than that of Abel. By this word on your identity in Christ Jesus, better things are being spoken over bitter things. What you believe, you and I, we will conceive. I believe in the word in this house. Coming from the altar and the pulpit of the throne room. I believe I'm a star. Therefore, I've conceived stardom in me. And in due season, my stardom will break forth by shining in Jesus' name. He says, when he calls us partakers in Christ, we are, as 1 Peter 2.9, chosen generation, royal priests, holy nations, peculiar people, showing forth, shining forth, Because shining is about showing. Shining is about showing. In my assignment, in the marketplace, and in secular things, and in anything I do, God has taught me to trust him so that wherever I show up, I don't need to show off. I only need to show up trusting in him. He will put the words in me. He will give me a wisdom that none will be able to resist nor gainsay. And he has appointed to me that as I stand there, as you stand there, it is a covenant guarantee because you are his in Christ in God. You are amongst the brethren of the firstborn, the star of Jacob. You will not only shine, your shine will cause men to come to you. To be drawn to you. To hear you. 
to seek grace from you. We are called into a place of shining the shine of God in a generation that has been covered with gross darkness. So that wherever we stand, we command by the power of heaven a radiance. It is shining out of us. We are children of light. From the father of light. In us. In him. There is no variableness. There is no shadow of turning. The only shadow in my life. Is the shadow of the almighty. And under that shadow. I have come to trust. To hide myself. So that when the indignation be passed. Because there is such a time. When even a star can be hidden. Like pastor said. The responsibility of every star. Is to know when to hide, to be covered, to be shielded. We thank God that we have Christ with us. And as we love to say in our Christianese, but I love that confession, we are too defended to be victims. And where you have become a victim, your voice has been taken from you because of a trauma of a certain experience and an identity label and stigma that was given to you that called you a failure, that called you a disgrace, that called you a disappointment, that looked at you, pointed at you, libeled you and accused you. He says, I will silence the accuser of the brethren. I shall cause you to rise again. I love what pastor talks about. Those rise and set stars. He says they come from under the eastern horizon. Somebody is coming up from under an eastern horizon. It will rise from there. It will set over there. He says it rises and sets. It doesn't mean it's an end. It's a cyclical thing. You rise here. You show there. In the place of your setting, God has set things up for you. You look like someone who is set up. And you upset certain things because of the established place that God will always cause his stars to operate in. Every time you see a star... You are seeing a throne set. Every time you come in, you are an enthroned entity. Anyone who doesn't know his identity in Christ Jesus and come into an understanding and an embracing of that identity in the manifestation of who they are in Christ, in the anointing of the anointed one will be a non-entity in life. We are called to a life where we are not just celebrities, we are entities, we are gods. I'm not just a celebrity, I'm an entity. I come into a place and I can speak to things that are not seen. And I can command what is seen to be subject to that which is not seen. I say call whatever you want to call. Name your gods and bring out your masquerades. No masquerade is bigger or more fearful than the four who bow before the throne and they move with me. You want to try the seven eyes. Look at those. They are not just masquerades. They are called beasts. And God created. They're fearful, terrible, horrible appearance. Born to shine. Shining your shine means that you have become an entity over celebrities. Everywhere you go to, because of the enthronement and the ministering angels that are with you, there is a dignity by kingdom manifestation and royalty that introduces you. It may look like 
something intangible, but it is always present with you. It is always present with a star. Once you see a star, you know a star. It's shining. That's who you are. That's who I am. That's who we as a church in this present time are called to be. With this word, every identity crisis in my life has been ended. I say that very sincerely. Issues of self-esteem. Well, I'd left self-esteem alone a long time ago. I come to understand that you don't have any self-esteem, Dio. You don't have a shred left. If you do, it's just a scrap of a scrap. So every esteem I walk with is that I esteem God. And in esteeming God, God esteems me. So it's much more than about coming out from a place of a crippled self-esteem. No. It's coming away from error and terror and error. I use those three expressions. As a Yoruba girl, error means lies. The lies we have been told. The day pastor was introducing this topic, he said, they have lied to us. They've made you see the power of a generational curse. And you are blinded to the power of the generational blessing. Error lies. They've given us terror. You have dreams. And instead of interpreting the dream as a Joseph, you interpret it as a victim. God gives me dreams so that he is revealing things to me that I am called as a king and priest to redeem. Show me whatever in the dream. God has given me expo to handle and deal with the matter. Terror. We look around us, oh, the dollar, the dollar, the dollar. What do I have to do with the dollar? I live by the doxa, which is the glory of God. Do what you want with dollar. Say what you will say about the naira. When you understand who you are in Christ and in God, doxa is a Greek word for glory. I live by the glory of God. I do not live by the terror of a contrary dispensation. I live by the scepter of righteousness that has broken every rod of the wicked in the land. They see me and they bow. I say these things because this is what has happened to me. My head has terribled. I use the word Taribo because my husband told me the story of Taribo. How Taribo used to image himself long before he got to the international matches. He even gave himself a hairstyle and all of that. Seeing himself there. And he would do all those antics. And he rehearsed them ahead and ahead and ahead. One day, Taribo Taribo into that international space. So, for me, when I say I've Tariboed, I've entered a place of taking and owning my identity as a star. Identity crisis is over because Christ in me is the fulfillment of dominion and glory in Jesus' name. You see, the power of this word has illuminated, has shone into my imperfections 
It has given me interpretation. It has come as a revealed truth. Revelation. You know, I wrote something here. Revelation is a mystery. When you get it, really get it with all your understanding and you apply it to your life and any scenario, mysterious things happen. Revealing things will begin to happen. Certain things that were obscured will begin to come out. Strangers, strange friends, strange associations, strange contacts and contracts. We will see them for what they are. 2020 kingdom vision. You will MRI it. You have insight, foresight, hindsight, all around 360 degree sight. You have eagle sight. God gave me an understanding the other day. When you see like an eagle, you will soar. When you see like a chicken, you will run. When you see like a star, you will shine. Revelation is a mystery. When we get it and apply it concerning our identity as it's being given to us right now, mysterious power is made available. Your prayer language will change. There will be impact. There will be results. There will be a demonstration of power. You and I will not just have a form of godliness. You will manifest. You will be men showing forth the power of God. How? Not in an attitude, but in our words. In our walk of obedience. Oh. Why would you carry disobedience? Why would you want to look like that? I used to, I used to look at the, the, the interpretation of being a, a star. You know, it writes and said star. I said, I'm a superstar. Don't you know why I'm a superstar? A superstar. You know all of that. And I say I'm supernova. And then I went and checked out supernova. And you know what supernova is? Suddenly I changed my confession. I said, no God, I don't want to be supernova like the dictionary defines a supernova. A supernova is a star that comes into sudden shining because it is about to die and become a black hole. It has lost all the combustive elements of its mass. It's losing it and it's about to degenerate into a black hole. So I said, my goodness, if that is what a superstar, supernova is, Lord, I can't be that kind of a supernova. And God reminded me of the ministration of Reverend Obi Parks Harry when she told us that Katista, do you remember it? When you get the word of God, you take it like bone. You've put away childish things. You are no longer drinking milk. It's not just about eating meat. We are eating bone. You crack it with your teeth. And I said, okay, I'm going to crack this with my teeth. And this is what happened. I looked at supernova and I reviewed my identity in Christ and in God. And I said, this supernova thing, what brings about sudden brightness that ends in a black hole? For me, because God is a God of suddenness, what will happen for me suddenly will not destroy me. Because the shining of God is indestructible. So therefore... As you take this word, understand that is who you, that is who I, that is who we as a called church to our identity in Christ. Out of every crisis of personal experiences, of national experiences, even in this recession, there is a light shining called redemption. 
God will redeem businesses. He's going to redeem and give you innovative ideas. I had a mother, who, a mother, a mom, when I, when I say mother, a mother in the Lord in business. She sent me a message. Dio, you have to come see what I've done. You know, in these times, we are thinking out of the box. She's opened up a different kind of enterprise. A different thing is about to happen to you. Mars Murdoch says wisdom is understanding and applying the difference. You will find your difference and you will apply it in Jesus' name. Man that is in honor and knoweth it not is like the beast that perisheth. When God calls us to arise, he's called us to emerge. He's called us to a place of showing by distinctivity. Not just to be distinguished, I love to say, but to be distinctive. In your distinctiveness, God will attract distinctions to you. God will attract commendations to you. See our sister here, our daughter of the throne room, and a testimony. Lord, I want to be a star. And she was celebrated as a star at that meeting. It didn't matter that she was so-called junior. And suddenly I found out, it is more important to pray, not about your promotion, but about your distinction. Because once your distinction and shining is established, promotion is sure. Somebody right now needs to pray concerning distinction. How do you shine? My father is an ex-Navy officer. Even though Navy is about white, he taught us how to polish shoes well. Soldier children, polish shoes well. You take it, you wipe it, you clean off all the dust. Like God is doing with many destinies, cleaning off the dust of the years. Things that have just kind of gathered over you. Because you've been in a place that is not your place anymore. But now, when you pick those shoes you want to wear and shine, you will take them out of that common place. God has taken all of us out of a common place. He's dusting you over now. He's going to take that polish and he's going to begin to apply it ever so carefully over every bit of surface. A careless, pol a careless polisher just rushes over it, leaving spaces. You will never get the right shine. And then you don't take too much. God will never do too much to deal with you. He will just do enough to correct you. God doesn't kill. And that is why I love telling women, older women, when we want to correct the younger ones, please do it in love. Don't do it attacking them, killing them, and going. And if you find any place where there's more condemnation coming out of you and aggravation, be still. Be quiet. Return to the altar. Get some more grace. Then go and speak to that sweetheart sister. In Jesus' name, you begin the polishing. After you rub on the polish, you then take a brush out. God is bringing out a brush by his word. He doesn't bring a hard brush that will hurt the leather. God will not bring what will hurt you and me. Even as a husband man, when it comes to tend the vine, he doesn't come at it with a cutlass. He doesn't come at it with an axe. He comes at it with a cutter. He's very specific to look for what is not producing, what is not fruitful, and to snip it. And to make what is fruitful more fruitful, he will still snip it so that your blossoming, your flourishing can appear to all. And then he begins with that brush ever so carefully. There's something about polishing a shoe. You start from the front. You don't start from the back. 
God is going to start with your front line. The things that have to do with your cover girl or cover guy look. Your GQ presentation. God is particular about what is outward. Just as he's specific about what is inward. He's about to wear those shoes on his feet. You and I are the shoes he will wear on his feet in Jesus name. And as he takes out that brush. He begins ever so carefully to brush it. And you see when you begin to polish something. You put it into the light. How many of us were trained to polish shoes? You understand what I'm saying? If you polish you just by doing this, you've not polished. You put it in the light. And somehow, the best way to polish a shoe is in daylight. Not fluorescent. God is putting you in daylight. And he starts to polish. And as he starts to do that, and he starts to go around the sides, God is going to go around the sides of your life and mine. And he comes around whatever contours and designs, because every one of us is designed uniquely. He's going to come around your design. He's going to have a unique way of brushing it here and brushing it there. And he's going to take that little cloth again, and he's going to rub it, and he's going to look at you, and he's going to get to the back bit. Because even the heel is important. He knows as you walk and you're in front, people are looking at your back. He's our rare word. And even as God is polishing, he's polishing you for the shine to shine. Not just your shine, but his shine. You see, it's his shine. It's his hand. He's the shiner. You are the shiny. Every dullness, every dimness, every diminishing of shine in your life, in our Language. I don't know where it came from. You know, we are so creative. Deshine. I will deshine you. Means I'm going to disgrace you. But God says, I'm not going to deshine you. I'm going to distinguish you. I'm going to shine you so good. You will be the chosen one. You will be the preferred one. You will be the one everyone is looking at. You will be the reference. You will be the beautiful one. I'm going to shine you so beautiful. I'm going to take away your reproach from you. There is a shining coming out of Zion. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty. God has shined and his shining has not stopped. His shining woke you up this morning. His shining speaking to you right now. His shining's here. His shining is there. His shining is everywhere. His shining is working in your heart. He's turning what is dark into light. Because he's shining in you. For a shining through you. For a shining of him and his light. We are called to shine as the stars. I said, Lord... As this identity crisis is laid to rest. And it rests in pieces. I say you will not rest in peace in my life. Every identity crisis. I declare you shattered. I will never return to the place. Of struggling and wrestling with my identity. I've been translated. Because of this revelation. To that. Which is a showing forth. By shining in Jesus name. Praise the Lord. Daniel 12, 3 says, And they that be wise shall shine. You and I are wise. We are taking this word as building blocks to build our lives again. He says he will come to the foundations and he will rebuild. O thou forsaken, tossed with tempest and not comforted. 
Behold, I will, I will, says the Lord, lay again your foundation with fair colors. God does the foundation work. Even though he is a builder and our building will be in vain if we do it of ourselves, God expects your hands and my hands, our will and our submission and supplication to cause us to build with his word that which will build our shine. And so it is, according to Daniel 12, 3, that you and I as a wise shall shine as a brightness of the firmament and we shall turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. He's the firstborn amongst all brethren. He's the firstborn star, star of Jacob. And he has called us as he has called himself, stars. When Deborah went to war, she testified, the stars in their courses fought. You and I are fighting stars, battle stars, stars that can't be resisted because what we have is greater than anything the world calls its shine. God says he will light your candle and as he does that, he will put out the candle of the wicked so that you and I shall walk the path of the just. That which shines brighter and brighter and brighter to a more perfect day, to a more perfect place, to a more perfect personal identity definition. Not just of who I am, but who I am in Christ and who Christ in me has made me to shine forth and be. Our God has ordained that the sunlight of Jesus as the sunlight that rises every morning shall come into us and shall cause us to break forth over anything that is dark around us in the name of Jesus. He showed me something. Jesus was the true light according to John 1 9 which lighteth every man that cometh into the world, whatever your generational issues may be, as long as you have received, having believed on Christ Jesus, the power of salvation, you are delivered from the damnation of your father's house. You are called into the light that shines, that darkness and no generational wickedness in your village or anywhere can comprehend. What cannot be comprehended cannot be grasped. God told me, he made me understand this morning, what you can't grasp, you can't take hold of. When people see you, they'll see you as light, but they can't hold you. They can't hold me. Can you hold light? No. Light travels through all kinds of dimensions. Light establishes radiance, ambience, color, distinction. Once the light is there, darkness is extinguished. And he said and made me understand, therefore, what cannot grasp you cannot hold you. There is no stronghold strong enough to hold light. And just as you cannot hold light, Satan cannot hold you, cannot hold your husband, your wife, your children, your opportunity, that job. Whatever it is that seems to be in delay. My brother, you came here to testify. We praise God for you. You're going to the University of Bristol. Where are you, the lawyer? You see, what you call a time of wilderness, you ask God to perfect you and promote you. God says... In a time when you call on to me for perfection, I will prove you to know what is in your heart. He wants to know if we believe him. Because what we believe, we conceive. Because of unbelief, people were unable to enter into the promised land. If you and I, in hearing this word, treat it casually, it will be a casual thing. It cannot manifest the power of God. 
But if you will conceive in you that which by this word is turning what is powerless to what is full of his power, you will manifest as the testimony of God's power by the power of this word. Christ in you, in me, is the end of all identity crisis in your generational bloodline. A mother who's delivered from identity crisis will raise children whose identity truly is rooted and grounded, planted in Christ, and they will only flourish upwards. Whatever looks like a dilemma right now, by the power of God and his word, it is turned around into a shining in Jesus' name. I want you to begin to pray and speak to that thing. Whatever it is that seems to be a stronghold, Declare the light of God and the power of God and a demonstration of that power by the light of God. To the breaking of that stronghold, it will get weaker and weaker until there is no hold in Jesus' mighty name. God says in the time of harvest, that which has caused you tears, that which has caused you fear, he will judge it. Yes, they came and they sowed wickedness and tears amongst your grain, amongst your destiny place. But the Lord says in the day of his judgment, he shall arise. He shall separate the tares from the wheat and he shall cause those tares to be consumed, consumed by fire. What will not bless you, God has ordained. He will consume it in the name of Jesus. As surely as Balaam decreed that Israel cannot be blessed, cursed. There is no divination against Israel. There is no enchantment against Jacob in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever the enemy has taken up against you, God has taken out of his hand. God has taken out of his mouth. God has taken and rendered him powerless in the mighty name of Jesus. Where they have made their boast, their tongues have cloven to the roof of their mouths in the mighty name of Jesus. For this God is your God and my God. And by him, you and I, we shall shine. We shall shine forth to our generation and we shall break every arm of desolation in the name of Jesus arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you and me it's a prophetic declaration it's a prophetic impartation you are set apart God has polished you God is paying attention to your details God is giving you more that you may gleam that you may glow every dirt every dust is being removed God is being intentional with you in the mighty name of Jesus you will be too relevant to be dormant in the mighty name of Jesus you will become too established to be put out and extinguished in Jesus mighty name this God shall validate you and shall come against every devaluation of your currency of destiny in the mighty name of Jesus you shall become exceptional by shining rather than being contaminated God is going to set you up to be celebrated. You will be a shining star. I will be a shining star. Every wicked ruler that has set themselves up in our lives to release evil decrees, God is sending them on exile. God is putting them out of your life. Strangers will be driven out of their close places. Whatever has hidden itself in a close place around you shall be exposed by the light of God. Every Pharaoh that will not know you will never ascend to the throne. God has set you up and you will never be brought down in the mighty name of Jesus. The king shall send for you as he sent for Mephibosheth. 
from Lodibar and he will raise you above every bar, above every label, above every limitation in the mighty name of Jesus. The king will send for you. Where you have been lame, you will find fame. Shame will be removed from your name forever. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am shining. Let feeble hands and feeble voices be lifted up and be lifted high. The Most High God did not create poverty for you. No, 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 no. God has ordained us for his prosperity. For this God is our God. You are called into shining. You are called into showing. You are called to be a wonder. You are, according to Matthew 5, 14 and 16, a light unto the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hid. You will no longer be hidden. Neither will men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. I declare every one of us established in your marketplace, in your professional space, in your place of showing, even like the candlestick in the mighty name of Jesus. He says, yes, we have a more sure word of prophecy. Second Peter 2, Second Peter 1, 19. Whereunto as we take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star rises in our hearts. You and I, we are as the day star. We are rising now. Coming out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are like the day star ruling in our firmament. Whatever has held you back is leaving you right now. You are as the day star bright and shining to your morning. You are as the day star rising in your grace. You will never come down, never give up, never, never let this word go. You and I are shining, shining, shining. We are shining. We are shining. You are shining. Your children are shining. We're all shining. Nigeria is shining. Whoa, whoa, we are shining. Mm-hmm. Shining as his stars because that is who you are Father we worship you some of us here gathered this morning seem to have a kind of shining it's just a kind it's like this dress with all its bling once you take it off it's gone But there is a shining that comes with truth. There's a shining that shines through all. Whatever you're wearing or not wearing, it will distinguish you and identify you. If you've not received him as your personal Lord and Savior, that truth by shining cannot happen. 
if you've not embraced him and repented of how it is you have lost your shining because God is not mocked you must come to a place of brokenness and repentance we must come to a place where we humble ourselves and pray Oh, before we start to shout and chant it, I'm a shining star. Have you come to the altar to lay it all down? I don't know who you are, but the Lord is speaking to you right now. Don't turn away. No, 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 no. Don't turn away. No, no. Will you receive him? Oh, will you believe him? For as many has believed on him who came into the world as a light that shineth into darkness and darkness comprehendeth not. They received that light and by that they became testimonies of light. Who are you? Where are you? There is a praying church. There is a blessed altar that wants to receive you. We ask you to come forward. Mm-hmm. Father, we wait on you. Anyone who wants to come to a place of restoration by repentance. For as many of us as are seated, again, let us commit our hearts to Him. Creating us clean hearts, O oh God. Renewing us, right spirits, oh God. Let our eyes be turned unto you as a God of Israel, as a God of Israel. Father, we honor you in Jesus' name. We pray. And so be it. We are all stars and wonders. We are not going under. You were born to shine. Shine your shine. Bless you. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.